We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The Bucks won a f***ing NBA championship. Yeah! What? What? He tries to take a pulse, baby. Watching that basketball game, like, caused health problems for me. Boogie hates racism and Chris Paul. And who cannot get on board with that platform? If I've learned a lot, this, I, I'm not going to say it. That sounds too good. That was good. Roll on. No, 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 no. <laughs> if the Bucks do win it all, Pat Connaughton's numbers should be in the rafters. Hey there, welcome to the Eurostep, the first Eurostep of 2023. Happy New Year, everyone. I am Ty Windish, joined as always by my fantastic co-host, my stately co-host, Rohan Kadi. Rohan, how's it going? It's doing. I'm doing well, Ty. Thank you for asking. Happy New Year, everyone. Hopefully everyone's enjoyed their holiday season. Uh, yeah. Try not to... Try not to be too sad when you get back to your normal routine. Because <laughs> uh, it's a thing. It's a yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like, tough. Yeah, post, post-holiday depression and stuff. So you yeah. got to stay strong out there. Yeah. But uh, I, wait, doing... Before we go into the pod, we have a New Year's theme pod. It's going to be very fun. What's the deal with Farald Lang's sign? With what? You don't even know. What I, I figured you might not know what I'm talking about at all, which is why I didn't preface this. You've never heard of the song Farald Lang's sign. Maybe I have. It's like literally. It's I looked at. It, it's Scottish. There's a Mariah Carey version that like gets electronic, and there's like fireworks behind her on the YouTube video she put out singing it. Apparently, Mariah Carey is just like all in on every holiday song at this point. But yeah, they have to thaw her out every year. <laughs> yeah, I pretty. I don't know what else she does. Uh, but for Auld Lang Syne, it's like the New Year's song. Oh, okay, okay. And apparently it basically just means for old time's sakes. And the song is more or less just saying, like, for old acquaintance, we forgot. And for old time's sakes, over and over again. It's just very odd that there's a New Year's song. It's like people aren't generally aware of it or know exactly what it means. And it's just like one of those things where we just like roll it out. Roll out for all length sign again. We need it. It's New Year's. I feel like. No offense to anyone in Scotland. I feel like we could come up with a better song. No, that's fair. Like, I know what the song is. I just, yeah. I never knew what it was called. No one like, knows that, anything about it. Everyone just, yeah. Said, yeah, that weird song plays and no one knows exactly what they're saying. And yeah, that's exactly. That. Yeah. That's like, I feel like I just perfectly encapsulated that. Yeah. So I, I think like, I think that that's fine to be Scotland's New Year's song or whatever. Maybe they don't even use it. Maybe it's like, you know, Foster's. It's not even real over there anymore, but I feel so like what? Foster's beer in Australia. They don't drink it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's oh. like a, it's like a, I mean, I'm sure it's the same with Outback, right? Like I'm sure they don't go to Outback Steakhouse, right? Like they, there's all these products that are marketed to us to seem like the other countries. And they're just like, the other countries are like, no, we don't do that. Fair enough. I know it's a whole Australian cottage industry. So. They'll, they'll so, confirm. They don't drink yeah. it. They don't like when you even mention it, honestly. Okay. So we should we move apologize. On. Yeah, but I, I think and not saying us too, but I think somebody could come up with a better New Year's song than for Auld Lang Syne. Although Let's, it is why hilarious. Not us? Um we don't do songwriting. We can. We could do a Buck specific one. Ah, uh, it's too late. Though. I will say it's kind of hilarious to watch Mariah Carey singing the Scottish song. <laughs> And like a very nice dress with fireworks behind her, and then like the intro, the electronic music starts. It's like, what are we doing here? Anyway, it is yes, it is the holiday season. We, yeah. we we're talking we're talking Mariah Carey, we're talking fireworks, we're talking Scottish songs, but also you know what? Every here's here's the thing: we're doing a fun New Year's res- resolution theme pod. 
One thing that everyone should have as their New Year's resolution is subscribing yeah, to this yeah. feed. Whether it be a YouTube podcast platform of choice, make sure you're subscribed. Check out all of the GSPN content at gspn.info. Uh, but yeah, if you would make that uh, your New Year's resolution, that would warm our hearts dearly. It's going to be a big year on this fan. I would just, I won't say any more right now. I would recommend getting in now if you're not in already. And I know a lot of listeners have been in for a long time, so very much appreciate that. It's going to be a movie. Mm. Speaking of movies, Avatar 2? No, I'm just kidding. Don't listen to Make Time for this for that. <laughs> Buck's New Year's resolutions. Let's get into it. So Rohan and I challenged ourselves. We're each going to do two resolutions. I have a bonus one. I'm, I'm a POS. But one is for the Bucks as a team. So something that the Bucks should resolve for. This is the content you're probably most used to from us, right? Us giving our uncultured opinions on what Bud and John Horst and the players should do. The second one, though, is going to be a resolution for Bucks watchers. I don't say fans because I always think it's kind of weird when we call ourselves fans. I mean, we root for the Bucks, but it's kind of different than that. So I just say watchers, but more or less a resolution for Bucks fans. And we're going to each share one of those. So I Rohan, I said you could go first. You were worried we might have the same one for the Bucks, And if we do, I will go with a backup resolution. But oh, and the caveat, we couldn't do health because A, you can't just resolve to be healthy and free from ailments and illnesses. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. And B, it's too much of an obvious pick. Everyone who watches the Bucks right now can pretty much tell the one thing they need the most. Obviously, they have to get healthy. They can't do much about that. Neither can we. For sure. And with that, my uh, New Year's resolution for the Bucks themselves is, uh, you know, you know, Ty, this is going to be a little bit wholesome. Sharing is caring. And by that, mm. I mean pass the damn ball. <laughs> oh, brother. We might. Uh, ours are very similar. Okay. <laughs> I, I was afraid. So. Yeah. I was hoping you would um, do defense. That's okay. No, this is something that I was uh I was at the uh I was at the game against the Timberwolves. Actually very nice she uh see shout out to my girlfriend for that. But uh Oh my god, the pod reveal. Let's just keep it moving, but wow, uh, huge moment. <laughs> uh but uh it was just like you you constantly see We just lost three hundred subscribers, by the way. <laughs> That's why I told them to subscribe beforehand. Uh, <laughs> uh but uh you you see a lot of the times in this current stretch of Bucks basketball where they're having like a little bit of a little bit of a losing streak. They've lost what one two three four five of their last six games uh, as we're recording this on a Monday. Um, you see that lo- uh, losing streak: Cleveland, Brooklyn, Boston, Chicago. Then you even see the win against Minnesota in the first half of that. That's the game I'm referring to. You see a lot, a lot of isolation heavy basketball. And this is something that we've talked about at nauseum, I feel like, at this point in the season, where, again, due to health, due to a lot of players being out, due to key contributors being out, key ball handlers being out, you see a lot of the offense get bogged down. You see uh, just a lot of uh, setups. Like, literally every time Bobby Portis is on the court, you're like, okay, let's let's do a little side pick and roll action to get him set up in the post. Uh, let's, uh, and anytime Drew Holiday is out there with the bench units, okay, Drew, what kind of weird shot can you take? Uh, Giannis is going to isolate a lot because he's Giannis and he's, he's obviously the best one suited to do that. Uh, but, uh, so currently let's, let's just roll our, our, these two into one. Mine was getting Giannis more involved in offense. So he is 10th in isolation possessions, number of possessions this season in the NBA. The list is full of the guys you would expect, like Luca, etc. This year, Giannis 41, 41st percentile at ISO efficiency in the NBA. So bottom half of the league. 0.87 points per possession. He may be most well-suited amongst all those Bucks guys, but it has not been a good possession for the Bucks this season, despite all the success we've seen Giannis have. I wonder no, if some for sure, of, for sure. Some of this, I, I wonder if it's like semi-transition drives that aren't counting as ISO that work better for him. Because it doesn't, it doesn't feel like 41, 41st percentile, but it also hasn't felt great a lot of the time because this jumper has been very hit or miss. Yeah, you see that, and like that's, that doesn't surprise me a lot. And to be clear, I was saying best suited on the Bucks. Yeah, no, uh, I, I knew you didn't mean the league. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, 
but that you you have seen that like I'm not surprised when you say he's 41st after not looking at, up that stat because you see a lot of the times I think the Boston game on Christmas was most emblematic of that when you just see Giannis just isolation after isolation mid mid range jumper after mid range jumper and it's like dude what are you doing like <laughs> get involved to set a screen do something like I I recognize like Chris Middleton has been out. Chris Middleton again. Thirty-six games into the season, he's missed twenty-nine of them. That's still that's still a thing. Again, if that if we could cheat and say get healthy, that would be a resolution. Because please get healthy. We love God, get healthy, Chris Middleton, because I feel like he would solve a lot of these problems as a primary ball handler. But you're just seeing this. The assist numbers are just not going down at all against the uh, against the Celtics. You see. Are you see 22 assists against Brooklyn? You see 17 assists. They have not hit 30 assists uh, in a game. Uh, they've hit that one, two times this season. This entire season, they've hit it two times. In the NBA, they are ranked 18th in assists per game. The goddamn Golden State Warriors are damn near averaging 30 assists a game. <laughs> Yeah. The Spurs are third, Ty. Yeah. The Spurs. Well, sometimes teams without offensive talent need assists to score at all, but okay, okay, clearly let's, they let's, don't let's, have let's, enough. Let's go through the list. Warriors, Nuggets, Spurs, Nuggets Pacers, a, Suns, yeah, yeah. Kings, Celtics, Nets, Pelicans, Utah, Minnesota. Like mm. there's Okay, there's a, there's a few outliers in here by the yeah. Spurs, Timberwolves, but then you see Grizzlies, even the Hornets, the Lakers. Yeah. It's so, like abysmal. You see all of the top the top offenses in the league are top like 10 off, like assist teams. It's them and the, the Nets. Bucks, it's it's going to be all the teams in the Nets because it's like, okay, we have Katie and Kyrie. We just don't have to. And it's like, yeah, fair. The Bucks don't have that. The Nets are eighth. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the Nets are eighth in assists for you. Like you, you see all the top offenses like and – it's just like all the teams below them. You're like, okay, yeah, I understand why these teams are getting blown out. It's the Thunder. It's the Knicks. It's the Clippers. It's the Raptors. It's the Pistons. It's the Mavericks. It's the Rockets. Like, y- you just see, like, these teams, they know what they're doing on the offensive end. They have an offensive identity time. We know that the Bucks have a defensive identity. That's how they've built their team. Their identity overall as a team is defense. But you need to have it, there's two sides of the, that same coin, which is the game. Like you have your defensive identity. Where's your offensive identity? And again, I bring up that Timberwolves game because you saw in the first half they weren't passing the ball a lot. You were getting seeing a lot of isolation basketball. But then in that third quarter, the third quarter where everything started to turn around, you saw the Bucks uh, come back from that double digit deficit and end up winning big, is because you saw a lot of bench players in the game who were moving the ball, who were getting guys set up. And one guy who, in particular, who's been really, really good at that is Joe Ingles. And I think he's going to be the guy who sort of tries to unlock that aspect of the Milwaukee Bucks because even though he's been struggling, he has been struggling uh, on the offensive end whether, and on defense whether he's where he's getting blown by on the defensive end. But you see, he's not shooting the ball well. He has a lot of turnovers. But he is getting those assist numbers up. He is the point guard of the bench unit. Like, he, he's the guy who's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. Not even on the bench unit. Even when you see guys like Giannis on the floor, you see Joe Ingles is the one bringing the ball up the court. He's the one setting up offense. He's the one initiating. He's the one passing out of the pick and roll. And that's one, that's like the, that's what we thought we could get from Joe Ingles. And we're starting to see it a little bit. If that takes off, that is something that could really, really be beneficial for this Bucks team going forward. Even though he's largely looked like crap out there and he's still playing less minutes than most other rotation guys just because they're easing him in, he's leads the the non-big three bucks in assists per game already at 3.3. Like the only ones higher are Drew, Giannis, Chris in that order. Also, I looked up to find out, are there bucks well, more well-suited to you know taking ISO possessions than Giannis? This, the NBA stats has five bucks with enough possessions to count here. I'm going to give you their names. I want you to rank them and and how you think they they finish. And I'll give you the okay. stats. So it's Giannis, Drew Holiday, Bobby Portis, Chris Middleton, and Javon Carter. Um, Efficiency, say, best to worst. I'm going to say Bobby's probably up there. Uh, I'll go Bobby, probably because it's a meme, Javon. 
then uh, then Drew Giannis Chris. You could not have done worse. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could have you could have done a little worse. Chris is first, despite like like rusty Chris seven games played. He uh, he's scoring one point per possession, sixty seventh percentile in ISO. Then it's Giannis. Then Bobby's pretty close behind. So that's why I said you could do a little worse. Bobby's 0.79 to Giannis's 0.87. Drew is 0.51 points per possession, which is the fourth percentile in the NBA, which is very bad. You score two points if you make bucket. 0.4 point is a lot less than two points. Or 0.5 points is a lot less than two points. It's that's, not good. You're, you're scoring one bucket every, what is that, eight possessions? Yeah. Yeah, one point per four. So, yeah, well, yeah, it's, that's bad. Um, and then Javon is 0.5 exactly, so not 0.51. That's th- third percentile, basically. See, I thought, I thought it was going to be a trick question. <laughs> I know. He, that's only on – they're only logging 12 possessions. NBA stats is kind of a mess for Javon, so it's a very, very low. That's you could 40, have stopped a mess. 47%, 47 possessions for Drew that have just not been very good. Yeah. That's not so, good. Just gonna say Jordan Clarkson is like 0.9 points per isolation possession. Just looked up that while I was on this list for no real reason. But yeah, I, I agree. And I think, you know, the passing for me, I just focus on Giannis doing too much. Even with these guys out, he's ISOing too much and taking too much load. He's second now in the NBA in usage. Somehow Joel Embiid is first again. Like James Harden's on your team. What is James Harden doing exactly? I, whatever. Um, he's, uh, he's investing in establishments back in Houston. It's pretty crazy. Pretty crazy story to, for him to have come out in the middle of their good season. Like, it's just like, yeah, things are going pretty well. We're about to get Tyrese Maxey back. So glad. This is Daryl Morey. So glad I got James. His PPRMQSR is still top 10 in the league. Uh, we really need to go get uh, Eric Gordon, every other former Rocket. Oh, what did James just say? Oh, Biscuits. I don't know why. I he like wasn't. He didn't, he didn't like it there because of me. Yeah. Oh, James. Um, but so Embiid is first in usage. Giannis is second. Giannis's usage percentage is thirty-seven point six. It's a career high for him. He's never hit thirty-seven before. These are the last five seasons, which is basically the rest of the Bud Bucks years: thirty-four, thirty-two, thirty-six point three. 31.4 and 30.7. So he's usually closer to 30 than 40. This would only be the second time he's above 35. The 36% season was an MVP year, but so is the 31% season. So that's the amount of possessions that are ending on a Giannis shot or pass, basically. And it's like he's he's involved more than ever before, and I think it's not good for the Bucks. Here's an interesting one, though, with Giannis and thinking about, like, yeah, you want to get him rolling – you know, off screens, as a role man, everything else, you know, cutting to the basket, DHOs, all the fun stuff. One of his best play types by efficiency, and this is like, this is a siren song I've heard before, and I wanted to crash my boat and risk it all for the siren. Do you know what sirens are? Yes. Okay. We're ready to risk it all for this one. One of his best play types by efficiency this year, pick and roll ball handler. The Bucs have scored 1.04 points per possession when Giannis is the one handling on screens, which is 85th.8th percentile in the league. So he's been many, one of the how top. How many possessions? Well, now I got to go look. Oh, sorry. I'll give it to but, you in a uh, second. But yeah. You, it's, it is a good play. The, the one that comes to mind immediately is, I think I tweeted about this the other day. It was against the, uh, who was it against? Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, it was against the Bulls. It was against the Bulls. When Giannis is the ball handler, ninety nine possessions. Okay, that's so ten percent frequency. So yeah, it's not it's not infrequent. Yeah. So whenever you see Giannis sitting at the top of the key with the ball, and a guard comes come set a screen, so it's an inverted pick and roll, and they immediately flip the screen, and Giannis is going left and then goes right towards the basket. It's a poster dunk every single time. It's absolutely a poster because they're not expecting like the big who's on Giannis is not expecting the screen to be flipped. Uh, they're already setting up for them uh, for Giannis to go right, but then they flip the screen uh, and Giannis is going left, and then he just gets a wide open path through the lane. And someone smaller has to come and uh, help and just gets dunks on. 
uh, into oblivion. Yeah. It's one of my favorite plays. Uh, like what are like the Costa Kufis dunk uh, mm. against the Kings a few years ago, the Zach Levine dunk uh, uh, against the Bulls, the Luca dunk from like a few years back. Like these are these are those are all the same play over and over again. And you just see it time and time again. Those are very, very efficient possessions if you get the defense set the right way. Yeah. Uh, so Giannis, like Giannis being a ball handler in pick and roll is going to be a good play. I love how I love how we keep oscillating this because we saw a lot. Of, it's just going back to the dark days. You see like, oh, put the ball in Giannis' yeah. hands, point Giannis. And then it's like, oh, God, get the ball out of Giannis' <laughs> hands. Have him be a secondary playmaker. Oh my God! Get Giannis the ball. In his hand again. Well, I think the, the important thing is like we want it. We want Giannis on the ball a lot late, but not the whole game. Yeah. Like it's like Correct. it's like a it's like a death lineup, right? Like the Warriors Draymond thing. Like they never started it because you're asking too much of Draymond to play center all year. You're asking too much of Giannis to do Luca stuff all year because the difference is Giannis has to work a lot harder to you know have that usage rate. It's insane that Embiid does it, and it's probably related to the fact that. Embiid usually has trouble getting through a full postseason. It's a lot of miles on a big guy. And I, I think even he, probably a little less physical work than Giannis because a lot of his points are at the free throw line, way more than Giannis. And I mean, he's also he is, not the ball handler that Giannis is. Yeah, true. He has to get, he gets it in the post already. He doesn't have to maneuver from the top of the key through defenses to the post through more defenders to the rim, which is what Giannis is doing. And Giannis doesn't rely on free throws as much. I mean, maybe he shoots nearly as much, but Embiid is a free throw merchant now. That's the the saddest thing about the Embiid-Harden combo over there. So I, I think, you know, but you see like guys like Luka, Harden, you know, whoever else. Position players, I mean, so many of those points can be, you know, start to cut through the rim, make a pass, bunch of jumpers, everything else. Giannis is having to do a lot more physical labor and the Bucks quite honestly, have higher ambitions than a team like the Mavericks this season. You don't want him doing this much. So I agree. I think more passing is good and then just more more useful implementations of Giannis. I do think part of the issue, Bud gets a lot of flack for this. I think Giannis kind of looks around sometimes and goes, I'm not going to wait for Javon Carter to give me the ball. I'm good. I'm Giannis. I'm just going to take it, right? And I think there's there's a level of respect he needs to have for a ball handler I think maybe the biggest thing for Ingles is that it seems like Ingles is there. Like he's willing to go run off screens when it's Ingles. But in these games where like Drew is not out there, Chris is not, we know Chris, he trusts implicitly. These other guys, I feel like he's kind of like, yeah, I've seen what Grayson does with the ball. I'm all right. I'm good. In my minutes, I will, I'll just do it all. No worries, Grayson. Like, does that not seem to you like it's kind of, and I kind of understand why. I think he does it, takes over a little too much, but also, I do kind of get it. You, you you get it. You know, like you understand. Like I think like looking around the guys on the court, you're like, yeah, I got this. Yeah, no, I point Bobby. No thanks. No, no, no. That's okay. Thanks, but no thanks. Like that's, yeah. and I, I do think that that's an element people miss. It's like Bud should just tell Giannis to pass. It's like one, he probably does. I would assume he does. Two in the NBA, like, you know, getting a star player to do exactly what you want is really hard. Really, really hard. Even guys like Giannis. And we have reporting on this. We know getting Giannis to be more of a screener in crunch time was a really hard thing to do. And that's why they won a championship. But it's much, much harder to be like, you know, hey, Giannis, go go five ball screens in a row from Javon Carter. This is a fine player. Not a good enough player for Giannis to be like, yeah, sure, I'll give Javon the ball. Versus Chris Middleton, who it's like, yeah, okay, we won a title doing that. Chris is great. That's fine. So I think that's... That's a big part of it. It's more complicated than people think of just being like, okay, Giannis, you're DeAndre Jordan for the next four minutes. It's not happening. Yeah, that is the biggest compliment that you've ever given someone on the pod. It's comparing DeAndre DeAndre Jordan. (laughs) I I just meant roll, but sure. DeAndre is listening. He's like, oh my God. It's (laughs) like, they think I should, they they think Giannis should be like me. (laughs) I should have said Dwight. Just so I could have talked about the insane celebrity military training show he's Oh, my God. On. What is that called? Special Forces or whatever? I don't know. Yeah. I think that's what it's called. When I saw the commercial, I was like, Dwight Howard. He must have <laughs> did that and then went right to China. He's having an interesting Taiwan, year. Taiwan, Taiwan, Taiwan. Taiwan, sorry. Yeah, China, he'd not be able to do what he's doing right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but that is – I was like, Dwight – who else is in there? I think Mike Piazza's in there too. <laughs> it's a bunch of <laughs> random celebrities. And then Dwight. It's just yeah. – all right, man. 
Um, okay, so my so mine was Giannis, yes. but I'll, I'll give another one because I, I wanted to have a backup in case we did have the same one, and we did. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's end the Jordan Warris situation. Yo, what do you want to do to Jordan <laughs> Warris? <laughs> either trade him or either trade him or play him. Either oh, trade him okay. or play him. I was like, what? No, I don't. No, Jesus, Rohan, relax. I just think I do Let's think he end the Jordan. Well, Morris. it's just sad when like. He's not playing in games that Mamu and AJ Green are playing a lot, and everyone is like, "Where's Jordan Wara?" It's like, "Oh, maybe they're just not playing. They they have a trade agreed to already, and they're holding him out until he's trade eligible." And he comes in and plays two minutes. And quite honestly, the two minutes he played against the Wizards, based on just those two minutes, okay, he probably should have played a lot more in this game because he was initiating offense, actually doing a pretty good job, spraying some good passes, scored a couple times. I think one bucket he made, and then he made a couple free throws after he got fouled. It's like, all right, that's pretty good work, Jordan Wara. But I just think, and maybe it's bigger than just Wara. It might be like the wing situation in general. They really need some consolidation. I mean, or just some guys won't play. But I think right now this system of like, okay, Marjan's not going to play even before he got sick for a little bit. So Wara can play. And then is not going to play. So Marjan and West can play. And then West's not going to play. I just feel like it's generally unproductive to cycle through guys to this extent. And I think they just have too many. So I say Wara because it feels like he's the most likely to be traded out of that group. Marjan too high on. Wes, like minimum contract. And I don't know. I don't know who's – maybe the Lakers. I don't know. I don't know who's looking at Wes. Like, oh, we need that guy right now. But I just think it's a little messy. And I think the Bucks roster is screaming for consolidation. And I think if you're not going to play Wara, I think he does deserve to go play somewhere. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, he's we, we've given him some flack in the past for good reason uh, about his play. But uh, he is he has been a decent player. Uh, he like another team would love that. I've I've always said that Jordan Wara is going to be either. Like, I think he's going to be a rocket. He's destined to be a Houston rocket. Yeah. Uh, just because they they need more guys who are just need the ball in their hands. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's why, and that's that's why they're going after James Harden. They just they want the ultimate guy. I mean, they they want to be able to chart like an evolution, like like Pokemon evolutions. You want to <laughs> see like first first year first year Jalen Green, then your Kevin Porter Jr. Or, and then your James Harden. <laughs> like yeah, that's just the hierarchy. It's like Digimon. Uh, sure, I know what that is. Uh, oh my god, I can't what? with you some days. What you should be happy. I made a Pokemon. Record. I I was, but now it's gone. Now I feel old again. Expecting too much of me, yeah. Uh, but uh, Jordan, yeah, that's that's a good one. Just remedy the situation because it's not going to happen on this team. Might as well make something out of the asset. I don't know. I don't know who the Bucks would get, but get them like the Spurs or something. That'd yeah. be kind of fun. That movement offense. He's jacking up threes, driving to the rim. I, just, I hope he can play somewhere because there's something there. I still believe that. There I is just, something there for I'm sure. I'm just much less convinced the Bucs are going to be the ones to find it because of the resources they have to develop. And, you know, every minute he plays now is going to be a minute people are saying, well, where's Marjan? Who looked like a rookie uh, against Washington, that's for sure. But 
it's gonna happen. He had some sometimes. really good moments though. Yeah. It's really nice moments. Yeah. But that's what you're that's what you're gonna get with a guy in uh in his first year who hasn't played like at a super high level of basketball before coming into the league. Yeah. Um you're gonna see these rookie moments. And you know why? Because he's a rookie. But yeah. yeah, I agree. Remedy the Jordan War situation, that's a good one. All right. Bucks watchers resolutions. Do you wanna go first? Or do you want me to go? Uh you can go first. This one is the one I need to take to heart, to be honest. Um, and I have a bonus one of these that I'll get to later, too. Give some grace to players returning from long absences, which is harder to do than I think people maybe realize. But it's I know it's difficult as a Bucks watcher because, like, you want guys back so bad because the basketball we have to watch in the meantime because they're out is pretty horrendous at times. I mean – we're one game from the Bucks being 500 after the nine-game winning streak to start. They're plus 10 right now, right? So uh, it's it's pretty much evaporated that that great start. They're still pretty close to first, but whatever. Um, like Ingles is one where I kind of gave up a little early. He had a really good game against the Wolves. Didn't look like I gave up too early in the first Wizards game. But, you know, he's still, still working his way back. Surge, I think people were really upset with Surge last night. I think he hadn't played in 19 games, whether that's because of injury and illness and in some cases just not needing him. But still, it's hard to not play for nearly 20 games and then come back and play. And then Chris, when he's back again, will be another good one. Even Drew with these mini breaks, Drew usually takes a couple games. I just think, I just see too often, oh, these guys don't care about the fans and, oh, you know, NBA, they're just giving guys off. Like, no, these guys are dealing with injuries and rushing them back would be stupid. And the Bucs are on a team who does that. And I'm quite frankly very glad about this. Did you see the P.J. Tucker thing? No. Oh, he's got a nerve issue in his hand. This oh, is what God. he's calling it. Dead hand. He's like, yeah, I'm dealing with dead hand. But I'm still playing and starting. Oh, no. Yeah. And it's just oh, like, God. I'm so glad the Bucs are on a team who are like, yeah, guy who already has trouble doing anything offensively with a dead again, dead hand. His words. Yeah, go ahead, PJ. Go stand in the corner for 30 minutes tonight with your dead hand. It's insane. That is ridiculous. I also thought that Drew had missed more than three games in a row. It feels uh, like a billion. It does. It does, which is emblematic of your point. Like, give these guys a break. Like, it, yeah. it's, it's okay. Deal with non-COVID illness, which I'm not going to speculate as to what it is. Yeah, uh, but there's been, there's been a few things that are sweeping the nation right, or the world right now. Yes, yes. Keep up to date on all your shots, people. Um, but yeah, just, just, just be, how about, how about this? Just be nice. Like, yeah. Be good, be a good person. How I don't want to get too carried away with what I was asking people. That's fair. That is, it is a difficult ask, but it shouldn't be, Ty. It I agree. Be. Uh, yeah, just be, be a considerate human being when talking about other human beings. Like, it's not, you should, you should do that in all aspects of life. The internet says, no, I don't think I will. <laughs> Unfortunately, ah, we're gonna try though. Yeah, we we we're on the internet. This is yeah. this is the internet. Did we insult anyone on this pod? No, I don't think just just the that song. But otherwise, I think this has been a pretty good one. The Philly Philly staff. <laughs> yeah, I think they have it coming though. Yeah, take care of our national treasure, PJ Tucker. Yeah, international treasure actually. Yeah, I can't believe National Treasure Three is going to be a thing. Uh, without Nick Cage, it's really not. No, it will in my be house. with Nick Cage. Oh, I thought. Oh, they made a series without. Yeah, him. they made a series. Oh, without Nick yeah, Cage. I'll watch the movie. Yeah. Anyway, they made a they made a series, and uh, apparently, I'm not going to spoil it. I didn't watch it, but I saw a spoiler. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, that's a good one. Um, and my mine mine sort of sort of plays into that one. Uh, my resolution yeah. is to uh, just just take it easy on Coach Bud uh, because we're seeing a uh, like because we we, we are we are necess- like we we are critical as necessary, but not everything. He doesn't control everything. I think people need to yeah. recognize that he does not control who sits. He does not control like uh, who's going to be playing. That's that's the uh, that's the athletic training staff who makes those decisions. Uh, he is not the one who, uh, who even if he has a fantastic game plan, he's not going to want be the one that says, "Hey, Drew Holiday, go take like a step back corner three. Uh Hey, possession. Bucks, turn it over nine times in the first quarter. 
Exactly. He's not going to be the one doing that. And one of the fair things you could say is criti- for criticism is like lineups. Yeah. Like, oh, what is what are these lineups out there? Why isn't why isn't Marjan playing? That's a good one. Uh, one, uh, he was sick for a while. Needs to get back into conditioning. And ever since he has, he's been playing. Uh, you could the, a fair criticism is why didn't he play against the Celtics? That is fair. Uh, because you saw a lot of Wes Matthews in that game, uh, even though Marjan has just outplayed Wes yeah. recently uh, and just deserves minutes over him. I love you, Wes, but you're you're going to be more of a teacher role. It's not been good. It has not yeah. been good. Yeah, but he still has a role in this team. Go go help develop the young guys. Um, He's going to be next to Damari Carroll next year, and I root for it. Yeah, Damari Carroll seemingly has been doing a fantastic job as a development guy. Uh, he, he, uh, have you, do you follow him on Twitter? No, no, he, he occasionally tweets sometimes. It's like, I love, it was like after a, it was after like a big Marjan game. He was oh, like, I love I to see the guys when you put in, like you, you put in the work with them and you see them succeed. It's like, hell yeah, Demar. Yeah. Like, that rules. <laughs> uh, he seems to be having a great this job. This going to be Demar's first ring if they win this year. Yeah. He has another one, right? Oh, that'd be no. cool. That'd be cool to get Demar Carroll. Add him to the list of guys we could get rings this year. I believe so. I could be wrong, but I believe so. I'll look it up. Um, but yeah, just 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 be nicer. Like if if again with the lineups as well, there's a lot of guys out. Like what do you what do you expect them to do? Uh, like at least he's trying stuff. Like you saw you mentioned in that Wolves game, you saw Mamu and AJ Green out there with Giannis, and you're like, okay, okay, let's see let's see what happens here. You're trying stuff. Again, I'm not saying don't be critical. Like you can be critical, just be be fair about it. Like he's not in control of everything. Is my main point. Yeah, I, even even if you think about it, like the injury reporting stuff, isn't really him. No. I mean, he's not the one. I mean, he he's the one who speaks, but like team PR or whatever usually gives the updates for other injuries, like. I don't know. Yeah, I, I like that resolution. Certainly not saying he's – I think he's dropped – I mean, to your point of like we're, we're we're being critical of him where it makes sense, I think he dropped to zero on the Buck stock market this week. So it's not like we're saying, you know, oh, yeah, Bud is unquestionably great and his stock is rising. He's had some bad games here. It's also a pretty trying time to be a coach when this many players, key players, are out. For sure. And like – Especially like when you see Serge Ibaka playing, he he's not the one saying, "Hey, Brooke, go get two fouls real quick." Yeah. Like, yeah. what else he's supposed to do in that situation? Yeah. Yeah, it's. I, I Serge think, made a, made a log too yesterday. Bud probably loved that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the roster is not as good as we thought either, which also makes Bud's job harder. There yes. are guys that we thought could be relied upon in these situations who have just not been able to be relied upon in these situations. For sure. George Hill being sick has been like, oh, oh, no, not George Hill. How did we get here, man? This is brutal. I mean, that's credit credit to George Hill, though, because he's been playing like elite basketball for his level in these last few games where he's actually had a role because he he went through a stretch where he was just getting DNPs, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Most, most, Most bench guys have. It's outside of like Bobby and Pat at some point this season. Yeah, like he he didn't play in one, two, three, four, five straight games, or four straight games, and then he was getting like sixteen minutes, like twenty minutes. Like he he had never played. He's played over twenty five minutes in a game, I think, twice this season. Or no, wait, it's way more than that. It's one, two, three. It's like six times, seven yeah. times. But uh, he's only played over thirty minutes a game once, and that was that OKC game where no one played. Yeah, yeah, that was tough. Um, okay, I have a bonus resolution. Oh, please. Let's hear it. Can we stop for Bucks watchers? Stop doing standings watch in very early January, very late December, whatever. There is – I can't even count how many times, oh, the Bucks really don't care about home court. This is really going to bite them down the road. I think they care to an extent. They don't care enough to risk the health of their players, which is smart. It's not that they don't care at all about this. I think they want to win basketball games. I think we saw that when they started out with nine wins in a row when the team was a little bit more stable, even though they were also missing some guys. But even with all of the all of the downtrend and the tough start and basically going 500 after that first nine games, they're two and a half games out of first in the East as we record and first in the NBA. So it's not like they've totally punted their season and it's impossible 
that they finish with a top record. Like, there's just too much credence given to every game when there's more than half of the games remaining on an 82-game schedule. Like, you know, if they end up one game out of first or whatever at the end of it because of one of these games, I'm not going to be sick because they made sure that Giannis and Chris and Drew and everyone else was healthy by the playoffs because, as we saw, that matters a lot more than their seeding. They were – they had to go into Boston and they pushed them to seven games without Chris. I don't know. I think the Chris part of that is a lot more important than where the game seven was personally. For sure. For sure. Like, again, there's so much basketball left to be played. We're not even at the halfway mark yet. Like, just, just, just to take, to take a page out of, uh, Wisconsin sports lore. Oh. R E L. A-X. You did it less creepy, thankfully. Relax. Yeah. I, I thought about I thought about just going right up to the mic, but then I was like, no. Oh, I'm not going to do the whole <laughs> thing. It's very weird. Um, and the, the the actual play is more important than the record anyway. For sure. They're not going to be a play-in team. Be, yeah, exactly. And even if they are, they're going to be the best play-in team in history. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a small history. Like, That'd be bad. It, it, it matters. Like, obviously, yes, if they're a play-in team, yes, you should be concerned. Yeah, that's different. But... They're still a, they're still a top like like you said they're two and a half games out of the best record in the entire league. Just it's not it ain't that serious, you know. They're a lot closer to first than they are seventh. They have yeah. five and a half games on Miami for the seventh record, seventh best record in the East. So that's the top playing. So they're two and a half behind Boston, five and a half ahead of the Heat. So it's just I think we're good. It's okay. There's yeah. a lot of basketball left to be played. The Bucks take it this way. Be be optimistic. I'm I like to think I'm a glass half full type of person. Oh. The yeah. Bucks have been dealing with so many injuries. You've been seeing so much drama. Giannis has not been playing at a Giannis level. Two and a half games out of the best record in the league. Yeah. What the only if you want to be if you want to be all doom and gloom about this team, you also have to recognize that the only way for this team to go is up. Not yeah. <laughs> Just get healthy. That's all. If they do that, I still think they could win title. I think they need to improve this roster, and that's the other I resolution so. is to do that. I think there's a chance with this roster. I just think there's a better chance with a little bit of an upgraded offensive presence. Oh, for sure. This team this team has what it takes to win a title. Can you can you increase that chance? Absolutely. Should you increase that chance? Absolutely. Yeah. But this team can win a title. You know what? I had something to end on here. Something a little interesting. But I think it's fair that we're – I think trades are coming up more often than past years, trade talk at least, which I think is fair given what we've had to watch. I mean, if you're not going to give us good basketball to talk about, this is what happens. So I was listening to the the I think the most recent low post. There was some Clippers talk. I thought this was interesting. The Clippers always swing big deals at the last second, whatever. Um, Zach was talking about what they have to trade and upgrade and even talking about like Boyan Bogdanovich. And basically what he said was people forget they have a first. It's a 28 or 29 first, but they have a first. And if they're willing to unprotect it, that gets them into a lot of conversations for players like Boyan Bogdanovich. Like you're not a star player for one sole first years down the road. But he was like, I, I think these role players, like these maybe elite role players who are available – one unprotected first, even if it's that far away, that really gets you in the door. And I was just sitting there going, you know who else has few salary blocks and unprotected first to offer in 2029? In the past, I was more wanting to hold that. The Lakers. They have two unprotected firsts. If the Lakers if 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 Troy Weaver gets two Lakers first, or even one, honestly, for Boyan with the way that franchise looks right now. God bless. That's great work. But the Bucks have salary. They have a first-round pick in 29. And I do feel like before the season, you know, we did our trade pods. And I was like, hold that first. It's your only first for two years to be able to trade everything else. Now, given the injury status and age of Drew and Chris, and I think, you know, there's going to have to pivot from some point. It's going to be hard to do cleanly. There might be a gap year at some point like the Warriors had. Who knows? But – I'm down to spend the first. Like, let's do everything we can to win the title every year. 
Uh, I'm not worried about that asset. I want to hold Marjan still. But that first, if if Bojan is available, Jordan Clarkson, guys like that, who it's like, yeah, he does stuff. It's not these. There's some of these trades like, oh, Josh Richardson. I don't know if that Josh matters. Josh Richardson. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm like, saying I don't, Josh Richardson. My mentions get dark. Cam oh Reddish. God. There's these guys who just like even play for the Spurs. Right That's yeah, why. That's so the Spurs. This is the Derek White trade. Doug McBuckets. Dougie McBuckets would be kind of fun. Kind of fun. I wouldn't trade the first, obviously. No, but there's no, no, there's no, some no. of these guys people just thought. I'm just like, if it's not a clear upgrade over like, all these bench Bo- guys, we talk is about. a clear upgrade. Bolia, I think Clarkson too. Clarkson too. Like I think those are my those are my top two. Crowder. Those are my top two. Crowder's a clear upgrade over Wes, who is still playing off that's and true. on. That's, that's a, true. That's a different like, role than what we're talking about. But He's not a clear upgrade over anyone who's current, firmly in the rotation. Fair. But the problem is there's a couple of squishy spots in the rotation. He would firm up that one of the fair. lower spots. That is fair. But he but would not be that's as – yeah. That's why Bojan and Clarkson are my top two. Bojan would be. Oh, my oh God. Thinking of Bojan. But the problem it, is how do you get to 20 tough. million? Yeah. Grayson Ingles Hill? Yeah, you'd have to do that. Something like that? Or maybe mm-hmm. if you really like Ingles, I think you could probably do like, God, could you do Grayson Hill Wara? That's like free, 15 you'd million? Up, you'd be freeing up a lot of roster spots. I think I do think whatever they do will do that. I think they're going to sniff around buyouts because I know like the Clippers, I think uh, Covington's going to be one of the guys they trade because he's not playing. If he goes to a bad team and gets bought out, I think the Bucks would absolutely swoop in and be like, oh, we didn't trade for Jay Crowder. How about we just sign Robert Covington? Yeah, that could be a team. I hear you. I'm going to fake, but not fake. I'm going to try to try to put this together right now. Yeah. Uh, I just, so I feel Bullion's, like they'd want to hold Ingles. Bullion's 19 and a half. Okay, under 20. It's better. So if you do Grayson, if you do Hill, um, that's, that's 12 and a half. If oh. You do, War, I might get yeah. you there. You had Wara in there. Let's try this. I think that's going to go through. The Jan 15th thing will come up. But no. Nope. How close? Um, 75000 Oh, so, yeah. Okay. So, anyone else, basically. Yeah. So, let's say you include, I don't know. Who do you, who would you include, though, at that point? Wes? <laughs> that's sad, but... Like otherwise, you can't. Two ways don't count. No, right? yeah, there's zero dollars. Seventy five thousand is tough. That's brutal. It's that's that's how much it is, though. I wonder. Yeah, I don't think there's any way around that either. Like a trade exception is not helping you. No. Otherwise, you'd have to trade one of West, Thanasis, Javon. We know it won't be Thanasis. I don't think it'll that. be any of those guys. Like I think you have to do Ingles. Yeah. Yeah, unless, unless you, you trade some, somebody. Unless you somehow turn it into a three-team trade involving Wara. Hey, we, we trust in John Horse, baby. We do. But if you do if you do Ingles Wara or Ingles Hill Allen, that gets you there. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Ingle and Ingles and Allen together is what, nearly 16 million? So that's like or nearly it's 15 like, yeah, million. Like 15, nearly 15, 15 million. Yeah. So that's that that gets you in a lot of ballparks right away. Hmm. Would so you trade your the, son Joe Ingles and and Jordan Wara for Oh yeah, my son's Grayson Allen. Get my kids right. Yeah, that's what I said. I said Joe Ingles. I thought I said your son and Joe Ingles. And, oh, I thought you said your son Joe. No, no, no. Ingles. Your son and Joe Ingles and Jordan Wara for Boyan and the first. And uh, I don't know. We'll we'll have to do another pod as the yeah. trade deadline approaches, which we will. Yeah, we will. Clarkson, by the way, is only thirteen million, so it's a lot easier That's to get there. That's a lot easier. It's a lot easier. Allen, Allen, and is Allen? Let me. I'll check it now. But like Allen and Hill is almost there. Allen and yeah. Allen and Wara is almost. I'd rather do Allen and Wara, but I'm not too concerned yeah. about George Hill if I'm getting Jordan Clarkson either. Here, let me let me build the fake Jordan Clarkson trade right now since I uh, that one up. works. Just Grayson and Wara. Yeah. I would do or, that in the first you for have to sure. Do, you, have to do, you have to do first and some seconds, probably. Uh, cool. I'm in. That'll that'll get it done. Twenty yeah, points yeah. per game. Imagine dropping a twenty point per game on large, like a lot of isolations. It's not like he's you know Duncan Robinson scoring a lot, right? Like he's just going out and doing that. Just drop that into this Bucks team. What's the, their record right now? 
The Jazz? No, the Bucks. Like if they had Clarkson 20. for this last. I'm saying if they had had Jordan Clarkson. Oh, all okay, okay. I it's was like better. They're, 20, they're 23 and 13 now. Like that, he's know, worth like, a couple of wins at least, given what they've needed. A couple of wins, yeah. I'd say are they like? I don't. I don't even want to speculate. Are they like 28 wins? Or I was thinking probably about 28 with some of these games where he just like keeps them afloat. Yeah, but also you have to recognize like Jordan Clarkson is not perfect. No, like he he's he might shoot you out of some games. Yeah, but they were out of a lot of games to begin with because no one could shoot at all. So yeah, I'll just win take, with take that take that Wizards game we just watched. Yeah, it was just three after three after three, and yeah, like, they we're need, at the point they where need we're some like spice. AJ Green is it is he an NBA player? I think <laughs> maybe. I think maybe. By it, the way, I mean he's getting cooked possession after possession, but like that he's, hasn't he's, stopped shooters from getting paid before, exactly, Rohan. Exactly. Let this man make some bank. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm fully supporting AJ Green. I miss you, Lindell, but still, that shot um, making is it's it's striking though. I mean, as an undrafted rookie, let me pull Iowa up his State? percentages this year. No, Iowa State is much bigger than Northern Iowa Northern University. Northern Iowa, excuse me, NIU legend that. here. Where just, are? Yeah, he's not a cyclone. Uh, but we're just like, oh my god! Like uh, I'm getting, I'm getting a bunch of texts about AJ Green. We're chatting in the Discord about AJ yeah. Green. We're like, oh my god, AJ Green! They're they're getting cooked in his minutes, but I don't know if that's necessarily his fault. And he is shooting 50, 44, 100 so far. He's taking a free throw. Yeah, he's t- taking a couple. He's at point three per game in fourteen games. Let me look up the totals. It's got to be like one. Two. It's probably two. Yeah, two. He probably got <laughs> fouled once. and Maybe three with the way he shoots. Yeah, three. Or he take a technical. But it is just like the shot. Four. He's four for four. Hey, look at that, AJ. Yeah, and he is six for eight from two. <laughs> He's taking eight twos? <laughs> they're all, I think they're almost all jumpers, but yeah. But no, we're at that point where it's like, just, just to get back to the point where it's – you see some semblance of shot making, and you're like, "Oh my god, this guy might need to play on this Bucks team because that's how well, devoid of shot making they are." Clearly, Bud feels the same because he keeps getting minutes. Yeah, he keeps getting minutes when he when he checked in the Timberwolves game. I was like, "I know." I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I was like, "Him and Mamu." I was like, "Oh, this is a weird bench unit." I was like, "Oh my!" <laughs> and then I was like, "Wait, Giannis is out there?" Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, "How many seconds are left in the quarter? Is he just trying to save a foul?" Wait, no. There's like ten minutes left in the quarter. <laughs> What's going on? But it actually worked out pretty well. And credit to Mamu. Mamu's been Mamu's been playing a lot because he's yeah. going back and forth with the herd. Yeah. He's, he's uh he's putting up gaudy numbers with the herd, then coming and getting some run with the Bucks. Like he's he's doing stuff out there, Ty. I kind of wonder if we see AJ Green converted before Mamu. Ah, uh, he's outplayed him a lot. He's outplayed him a lot by minutes these last two games. Yeah. He My played twenty two to yeah, Mamu's four against the Wolves in a real NBA game. He was plus nine. I, yeah, I don't know if we see either of them converted unless they can't fill any roster spots after a trade. I'm saying before, like so. Yeah, maybe neither are, but I think AJ has more chance of being converted to an NBA deal than Mamu. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. By the Bucks, because I think like uh-huh. that skill set. It's like okay, that's all that's going to play here to a certain extent. Like, can we? Do we have Bryn Forbes at home? That mean that's something. I mean, it is that that matters. That's we've seen. That's a useful player. Yeah, like in the right situation, that's a useful player to have on this team. When you know there's so much attention on Giannis and on Drew, if AJ Green continues to shoot forty some percent at high volume, like that's an NBA player on the Bucks. How many guys have done that here? It's not a long list. It's not a long list at all, but. uh... Yeah, AJ Green. He might be a. That's that's the point where we're at in this season. That is, it is. And that's is AJ why, that's Green why, this year's boogie. Oh God! <laughs> I see a lot of. It's been like a year, I think, since Boogie got released or something. I'm seeing a lot of Boogie yeah. content. Yeah, what's he up to? Is he in Taiwan too? I think there was like talk of him playing there. He would. He would like sixty thirty games. Nah, maybe him he, versus Dwight. He'd probably start shooting the threes too. They're did just you, having did fun. Did you see? Did you see the video of Dwight Howard getting? Bullied by Simbula. No, that's that's amazing. Yeah. Like Oh my god. That's a name I've not heard in some time. Uh shout out Nafi Mashriki too. Yeah. Uh, but uh some people have no idea what we're talking about. No. But Simbula uh 
he was drafted. I got to support him. Indian guy. Yeah. Uh, the first the Indian player the Kings, to yeah. be drafted and play in the NBA, I think. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, but he there was a video of Dwight going at him. And just like Dwight was getting so mad. Because it's like we, we forget that Dwight isn't even a seven footer. Yeah. He's uh, like six eight. Yeah, it's, which is crazy considering like he was a dominant big man, like yeah. one of the most dominant big men this league has ever seen. Yeah, um, I mean not the most, but you know what I'm trying to say. Should have been uh, one of the top seventy five players. In absolutely, the list. absolutely should not have, should have been a top yeah. seventy five guy. No question about it. First ballot Hall of Famer. No question about it. Yeah, uh, but Simbular was just like putting him in the basket. <laughs> like possession I mean, Simbular, possession. what is he? Seven four, seven four, seven five, something like that. He's like three hundred. It's like he's got to be three. Is he at three fifty? Oh, let's, let's unless he's slimmed down a lot. He was big. He's seven five three fifty nine. Yeah, yeah. So no shame in that guy. That guy's putting ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the global population under the basket. He's only he's thirty. I didn't realize he's not that. coming back, Rohan. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you. I don't know. What if what if they sign him? What if they need some big men? Would you rather have Simbular or Serge Ibaka? Serge Ibaka. Why? Uh, he can play NBA basketball. <laughs> oh, that can. look. Come on. <laughs> Give him <laughs> some grace. He was out for 19 games. That's fair. That's Still fair. hit a couple it's jumpers. He had a nice block. He did have a nice block. He had a nice, uh, he had a nice little pump fake and drive in there I, as well. I didn't yeah. say uh, – he thought he was going to dunk it for a second. I thought he was going to dunk it too. <laughs> he went up I and was, was like – and he was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> then he just went for the scoop. But I was like, oh, my God, is Serge going to dunk this Oh, basketball? my God. I would have lost my mind. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Serge but is not no. playing well, but he's playing NBA basketball. Yep. I love how the first thing that comes up when you Google Simbulai is that clip of him bullying Dwight. Oh, my God. I can't, I'm going to watch that after the pod. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah. It's just like I don't even know what we're talking about. At this yeah, point. I think that's how you know it's time to time to wrap it up here. Uh, but yeah, thank you for listening to this episode. Real quick, sorry, yeah, I lied. No. Bucks upcoming schedule this week. Yes, 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 yes. On the yes, GSPN yes. survey, which you can take at gspn.info if you have not already, give us some feedback on our shows. Somebody said this would be helpful if you just gave us an idea of the games coming up. Doesn't have to break them all down. We know you guys don't do that, but. Because it's just, I mean, who knows who's going to be playing in any game, right? But uh, just to know what's coming up. So Wizards-Bucks again tomorrow, Tuesday night. Bucks-Raptors in Toronto the next night on Wednesday. Surely that's going to be a game where we see about two active Bucks. Yeah, a road away game. Road hardest back, back. hardest game of the year. Coming up early. Friday, January 6th. Gordon Hayward and the Hornets visit Milwaukee. I don't think I need to tell anyone what Gordon Hayward put up last year on January 6th. Um, be careful. Stay safe. Uh, and that's the rest of the games for this week. Uh, but yeah. They gave the Bucks two days off after that because they know that's going to be. Like, oh, my whew, God. We need to recover. It's going like, to be exhausting. Drew needs to be back for that game. My yeah. Goodness. Yeah. He's setting triple teams at Gordon Hayward. <laughs> I don't think it's going to matter. Uh, he's just gonna he's gonna turn into like like Lynn Sanity Jerry. What let me pull up the box score while you do the start the outro. What uh, he had a crazy game last he did. year. <laughs> he did. <laughs> but uh no, a three three and four stretch. Again, like I mentioned this last uh episode, but this this January schedule for the Bucks is kind of soft. Like this is where you need to take advantage, but you also it's a, there's like how many back to backs are in here? There's they have three back to backs in three straight weeks. They have this week they have the home road Wizards Raptors one. Next week they have the road road Hawks Heat back to back, and the week after they have a home home Pacers Raptors back to back. But you see two times like in the next two weeks they have a three game and four night stretch, and you're just like oh my god, but this team with this team already injured and banged up and dealing with illnesses. You're like, okay, this is where this is where you can start to see, hey, maybe they're not going to absolutely feast on the schedule because we're going to see a lot of AJ Green minutes. We're going to see a lot of Mamu minutes. We're going to see some TA minutes, which I love. I love that. They so have much. not gone well. Um, yeah, they need the like you said, they need the less heralded guys to step up, and that's how you bank some extra wins on this stretch. Mm-hmm, for sure. Season high twenty five shot attempts. Season high fifteen makes. Season high forty four points. And seven rebounds on January 6th, 2021 for Gordon Hayward. 
in Atlanta, a road game. So um, be careful, Bucks. He didn't play. He did not play on January 6th last year, but he did play on January 5th. And he did pretty well then, too. He had 19 points, so not as good. Not as good on not on the actual day. So we're gonna have to see. This is scary situation. <laughs> it, it's so funny. I it's mean, yeah, so funny. I mean, it's not funny, but it's so funny. What what uh, what 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 else can we do but laugh? Yeah, exactly. At this what point, are we gonna do with everything? Yeah, yeah. We just we just have to laugh, uh, especially against the Hornets, who have shown their. Metal is just a terrible franchise. Yeah, uh, good job, good job, Michael Jordan. Way yeah. to way to be a way to be a pioneer in this league. Yeah, uh, mm. but uh, yeah, I guess we'll we'll end there. <laughs> Say thank you for listening to this episode of the Eurostep here on the Eurostep Euro Eurostep Podcast Network and Blue Wire Podcast. Uh, take uh, take the survey gspn.info. Check out all of the GSPN content at gspn.info. Make sure you're subscribed. Wherever you're listening to this podcast platform of choice, YouTube, all that fun stuff. Uh, leave a five-star rating and review on your podcast platform of choice. Five stars. Pod random. And we will talk to you next time. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.